Welcome back, everyone, to part two of uh, Playing With Power, uh, the Nintendo Power Retrospective. We're on issue 31. The cover game is Metroid. Uh, we spent the first half of the issue uh, talking about uh, Act Razor, Tiny Toons, uh, Adam's Family, and a few other games. Uh, and now we're on to the second half of the issue. So happy Friday, everyone. And uh, I'm John. I'm Mike. And we are continuing on our coverage today. Um, so, um, the first game in the second the second half, uh, we're into the Game Boy coverage, and we're at the cover game, uh, Metroid Two: Return of of Samus or Samus. Samus. <laughs> it's yeah. certainly not Seamus. Seamus. Anyway. Um, All right, she's here to deliver a swift beating from the Lord, straight <laughs> from God's lips to your skull. <clears throat> So this looks like a pretty, pretty good, pretty true um, to the series. Uh, you know, it's definitely a new game. It's not a port, um, and uh, it definitely holds true to um, the Net the Metroid sort of lore and everything. And uh, the game uh, comes with a, a battery backup for game saves, so that's good. You don't have to, you know, remember any codes or anything like that. So. Um, yeah, well, uh, let's see what the, what, what, uh, abilities does, uh, do you get here? We've got the bomb, high jump, screw attack, Varia? What is that? The Varia suit, that's, uh... Varia? Varia suit? Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's like the under, it's like the underlying mesh in her suit. Like, when you see Samus in that blue outfit in Smash mm. Brothers and all that, mm. that's the Varia suit. That's what's under her armor. Okay. And then we've got Ice Beam, Spider Ball, which clings to the, the walls, Spring Ball, which lets you bounce, Space Jump. You can jump really high, I guess that's what that's saying. Well, there's you a wave. can jump from a position in midair. Oh, okay. And there's Wave Beam, Spazer, Laser Beam, and Plasma Beam as well, are the uh, cybernetic uh, uh, additions you can have to the suit, suit as part of... Uh, part of this game so it's definitely in the vein of metroid uh it gives you a map here on page 54 of the corridors so that's really helpful <laughs> if you oh, want yeah. to uh and, get and through uh, this as they say it's twice the size of what you would see in the original metroid so for a portable system that's that's pretty that's pretty boss yeah they're they're packing quite a bit in here um they are they're really helpful as well they tell you where a bunch of the power-ups and everything are um, not all of them <laughs> but they do point out a couple key locations where you can look for things so um, and it goes through the game let's see we have touchdown which is part one um, it's sort of just a bit of like a tutorial area it looks more like uh, yeah I don't know I, I never played this game so I don't know, but um, it's well. If you've enjoyed Super Metroid, this is the game that immediately precedes it, and it is very important because in we in the original Metroid on the Nintendo, she kills the Mother Brain and you escape the planet. But this is where you go to the home planet of the Metroids, SR three eighty eight, and this is where you go to wipe out the Metroid race because. They don't seem to be sentient. You can't communicate with them. They're just like a, a parasitic weapon that the space pirates are using. Mm -hmm. So you just decide to cut off their supply at the source and decide, 
I'm going to wipe out an entire fucking planet. What if we're the aliens, you know, like in Starship Troopers, where like we're, we're going off to this planet and just committing genocide and all these like peaceful Metroids? Oh, this is totally that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, like these, none of these are spacefaring creatures. Like, they can't leave their planet. We're just going and mutilating and annihilating them for no good reason. Yep. And the so first, look at all the different on page 57. Yep, they, they get more seven? sophisticated as you get deeper into the planet. Right, so we have these alpha metroids that are, I guess are effect, like sort of as like kind of bosses. So well, and, well, the first one is like the hatchling. But uh, as I was told by someone who's played this game before, what starts off as a boss in this game eventually becomes standard fare later on. Oh, you're wow. getting you're getting deeper into the planet. So, of course, like these are all the things that are making it to the surface. So as you get closer to the source, you'll be facing oh, a whole shit ton of... So there's nasty. Gamma Metroids, Omega Metroids, Zeta Metroids, and the Queen Metroid are all part of the uh, enemy set of this game. And they all look pretty brutal in their own ways. The artwork here on page 57, those, those enemies look awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is just fantastic artwork. Mm-hmm. Cream of the crop. Well, and of course, it's Nintendo um, content, so the art department uh, probably worked pretty closely, set them down some good material here. Um, the coverage does suffer from what we've seen with a lot of other games. I don't know what exactly the technique is to get, um, like, the images they have here of all, like, because basically it has to take a screen grab of, um, of Samus, like, or Samus in the, uh, in the middle of every screen. So it yeah. Looks like, so it looks like super meat boy. Yeah. They're all over the, the place, but it does give you a, you know, a general layout of, you know, where you need to go and what you need it's to an, find. It's so. an army of Samus's. The Metroids <laughs> it, never stood a chance. It doesn't look good. Uh, I'll say that much, but it does give you what you need as far as you need, if you need to know where you need to be going. It's pretty helpful here. Um, what do you have to say about the game though? I mean, I, I played Metroid, but not this version, so I don't know. Ben, it's a little un, it's a little unfortunate not having Ben tonight because uh, he's definitely the Game Boy guy. <laughs> well, if I wanted to enjoy the uh, the Metroid experience before it came out on the Super Nintendo, I think I would have rather I would definitely would have chosen this mm-hmm. over the Nintendo. Oh yeah, but like sadly, like the Game Boy, like this would have looked great in color. Which is why people were trying to make that Nintendo 2 remake, so that you could get like Super Nintendo, you could get the Game Boy story with Super Nintendo graphics, and that got shut down. <laughs> I um, I'll admit, just when I'm looking at games that I want to emulate and go play, I mean, I know you can go and do the Game Boy games. I just I don't gravitate towards them. I don't know. Just if I'm going to play something, I want to you know play one of the NES or Super Nintendo games that I'm more fond of. I, I don't know. It's the original generation Game Boy games. There's, they're just they don't really move the meter all that much for me, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, so. when you look at this, there are a few that are worth a shot. Like yeah, well, Super Mario Land Two. When you get to uh, the six golden coins, which I believe is the first appearance of Wario. Yeah, and there's also the uh, you know your average exceptions like. It was real fun a couple of years ago watching. Did you did you see any of the Twitch plays Pokemon stuff, Mike? No. So did did you hear anything about that? Uh, I didn't follow, I don't follow Twitch much at all. So someone wrote us. Okay. Wasn't it, didn't it start off as people like each putting in a single step? 
into a right. computer and then it would play Pokemon so that Right. Well, that's exactly. So, it was twi- it was Pokemon Red and Blue played by people inputting like in the chat feed what they wanted the next move to be like up down b right you know like they somehow got through the game with like just this giant flood of people like inputting all at once what they wanted um like the next you know input to be so they even got through like the caves and a bunch of other crazy areas like it's actually kind of remarkable (laughs) considering how many people were spamming it um but uh yeah it was one of those like Nobody had any idea that it was about to blow up, but the it just like completely you know blew up the internet for a day or two. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, no, if you're a Metroid fan, um, definitely uh, I would say this is something you want to play. And if you like uh, these first generation Game Boy games, this is probably in I would assume in the top five of games that should be played from that first generation of uh, of game of Game Boy. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know that much about this game personally. So, uh, the coverage is cool and the artwork's cool though. So it I looks like, it looks like it's worth trying if you're going mm-hmm. to give any Game Boy games a chance. Like you want something that's gonna, you know, look good and give you that old uh, platforming goodness. Doesn't seem like this would be a mistake. And uh, the next game, ready to move on. Alright. Ninja Gaiden uh Shadow. What does that say though? Like is it Japanese? Uh it's gotta be. Otherwise it would be Ninja Ame Gaiden Shadow. I don't know, yeah. The the font's weird. Um but yeah, it's a Ninja Gaiden uh Game Boy game. I it looks like it's his own it's not a port, so Well it's it seems to be a prequel given that the introduction says USA, 1985 AD. Well, yeah, because I clearly thought it was BC when I saw these fucking buildings. <laughs> Three years before the Battle of the First Ninja Gaiden, Shakyo still sleeps, but the first stirring of the forces of evil are heard. The minions of Jokyo descend upon New York in their first attempt at conquest. And this is blah, 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 blah. A young, a young ninja in training, the last of the Dragon Clan, steps forward to meet the challenge. He is Ryu Hayabasa. Well, if he's Ryo Hayabasa and this takes place before the first Ninja Gaiden, isn't his father still alive? <laughs> Making him, you know, one of the... Oh my gosh. Don't think about it too hard. Just, it's a ninja game. You kill things. <sighs> yep. And it uh, looks like a good platformer as well. You got your grappling hook, uh, your sword slash, you got fire wheels, one-ups, large potions, small potions. And then you face a boss, which is uh, apparently an alien, because aliens invaded before Jockio did. It's a it's a ninja cyborg, actually, who happens to look like a ant. Yeah, giant freaking cockroach or something. Um, I will say this: the the sprite is pretty big. It takes up a good chunk of the screen. Uh, doesn't look like a lot of you know stuff is going on as far as the environment. It looks kind of sparse. Um, but, you know, it looks like you fight your way through, uh, the different stages. Uh, stage two boss is Gregory and Jack, so you're, you're fighting two brothers, twins probably, I would assume. Well, and they each look like Guile. Yeah. And then stage three is Colonel (laughs) Allen, which is like the, it looks like the alien head from Stephen, 
uh, from uh, the Aliens movies, like on the if they know, te- if they teamed up with Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so you have to fight Colonel Alien. He has a machine gun and. Uh, and so then, you can't. You have to drop. You have to drop down on him from the ceiling. Is what they're saying. And then let's see. Stage four boss is the <laughs> evil nobleman Wakasai and his uh, boomerang fan. So first he flies and throws ninja stars twice. Stay on the ground and dodge them. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like Daft Punk Kabuki in here. <laughs> yeah, the art style here is a little crazy. That's for sure. And then uh, the end of stage five is the end of the game. You're battling the command, the evil commander, um, which they don't really have. They don't, I don't think they have tips here. Commander of the forces of evil. Mm-hmm. You must rely upon your wits and the skills you have learned thus far to defeat Emperor of Darkness. <laughs> Good luck. The artwork there on the bottom right of page 67 is pretty cool, though. They have like a really um, cool look of like New York... Um, like Statue of Liberty and a bunch of the skyscrapers with the uh, commander like ominously reaching out like from the void or whatever. I don't know, occupying a good eight, you know, 60, 70% of the sky above above the city. So, you know, pretty standard night in New York from what I remember, at least from my trip there. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you know what the, you know how the old song goes? If you get caught between the forces of darkness and New York City. <laughs> Uh, and then what, we have a Hudson Adventure Island game making its way over? Yep, another one. And <laughs> this is like the third game in a row that's like, well, you've seen this before, but now you can play it on the go. Yeah, I mean, and that's that was a big selling point for the Game Boy, so it doesn't really surprise me that <clears throat> they're going about this route, but, um, you know, it's a little boring coverage-wise. Uh, Master Higgins is just... Higgins in it up, that's for sure. Um, so <laughs> another another doofus shot um, where he's he looks he's hit his skateboard against a rock and now he's airborne and he's like oh no here we go again. <laughs> so let's see, we have eight islands to explore. We have Fern Island, Lake Island, Desert Island, Ice Island, which was an iceberg, right? And then Cave <laughs> Island, Cloud Island, which. That doesn't sound like it would work either. Volcano Island and Dinosaur Island, which is uh, so pretty much Jurassic Park was a uh, was coming out of this. So, um, but yeah, it looks like you know pretty standard, you know, copy game of the original content kind of thing. So, again, another game that neither of us have played. I'm assuming um, it doesn't look very enticing to me either. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, well, it looks like more. Uh, it looks like a you know somewhat decent graphical representation. Yeah, but Although, honestly, do you have any degree? Do you have any desire to play this game? No, I'd rather play yeah. the Metroid game or uh, Ninja Gaiden before this. Exactly, no, that's my point. So, uh, if you're an Adventure Island fan, you're weird, but you know, knock it out. But I think I would say a skip for everyone else. It's kind of. I don't know, the coverage here is a little boring, too. Like, just looking at it, it's kind of, you know, putting a lull to both of us, if you, if you both can feel it here. So, uh, you all right with moving on, Mike, if that's okay? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> we have some Game Boy Classified information. Uh, they have some codes for Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania II. Um, there's a 10-fighter code, a hidden room code, and a sound test road mode. 
And there's also a Spanky's Quest code uh, where you can select which stage you want to play from. So, sure, go ahead. Um, and then what else do we have here? Um, coming soon, there's going to be a Star Trek game from Konami. Uh, there's also a Gradius game coming. And uh, an Adam's Family game, looks like. There's an ad Guy Gomez through his mansion. Yeah, so uh, there'll, be a, there'll be an Adam's Family game uh, shortly coming. So and if you look at the ratings here, that's so weird. They actually rated the Bill Elliott NASCAR game without any coverage, which is so strange because they had literally like the whole contest and prize for that past issue, whatever, five, six issues ago, was about that game, and that they don't even bother reviewing it or covering it at all in Nintendo Power. So, that's a little weird, but um, we have the top ten here, uh, Super Mario Land, uh, Team Mutant Ninja Turtles, Follow the Foot Clan, and Dr. Mario are the top three, as they have been for quite a while now, so... Got anything to add, Mike? Mm. Nope. You're so down. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the Super NES showcase. All right. It's not so. Yeah, we got previews here. So as always, um, there will probably be features in later issues, so we don't get too deep into these. But there is quite a bit of information here on on Pilot Wings. Here uh, is the first game in the Super NES. Um, sort of coverage uh, preview coverage here uh where you you didn't you didn't play very much pilot, pilot wings did you mike no i never played any of those simulator games no. i played actually like i was saying my friend evan had act razor he also had this game and we played a fair bit of this um i remember and it's 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 a simulation game yes but like they add a lot of variables thrown in um it was kind of a weird game i think it was one of those games like this was one of only like four or five games that came out at, at console release. A lot of I think it sold a lot better than it like really was. If that makes any sense, like a lot of people had it because it there wasn't just much there wasn't much on market. Um, but it, interesting, you know, like it did push the system like a lot in like what it you know displayed and sort of how good it looked. Um, a little hard, you know. I was eight nine years old when this was out, so. Um, a little hard to grasp at that age um, some of the more tricky levels and stuff like that. I remember we couldn't we, we, we weren't able to get like super far into everything because uh, just like the wind and sort of other variables that would start to pick up as you get in the, in the harder difficulties it was you know rather tricky and a few of the control a few of the other flight forms are, are, are hard uh, like the hang glider one I remember is particularly um, difficult uh, to control so. The rocket belt's easy. Skydiving's pretty hard. Light plane is relatively easy. Um, so yeah, there's a, it's like wild swings in how easy they are. Uh, the different modes are to um, to control. But if you like you know flying games, it's sort of a very early um, you know version of of a simulator. So um, you know if you enjoy that kind of stuff, check it out. It's actually kind of I would say it's worth worth screwing around with for you know, 30 minutes to an hour to sort of see what, what it was like, but um, you're not missing a ton if you skip it, <laughs> is what I'll say about this game. So. And, then, so, and then, Mike, what's the next game? The next game is Populous. 
the fate of 1,000 worlds is in your hands. Okay. What do you want to say about it? Uh, it seems to be a uh, medieval SimCity. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a building simulator, um, and you have to build your way through. Um, what is it here? Ten worlds. Ten landscapes. There are nine hundred eighty-nine worlds in all, though, according to this coverage. So I don't know. <laughs> but grassy plains, desert, snow and ice, rock and lava. 8-bit planes, it looks like. Piglet World, which sounds like my dating life. Oh my god. <laughs> Silly Land, Cake Land. There's a French and a Japanese world. So I guess like it throws just different variables at you. And then you have to build up your city and defend it uh, from the enemy. I, I, remember, I remember the cover of this game, like when I was at... Um, you know, Blockbuster and being like, I just don't know what this is and I don't want to play it. <laughs> so I never played it, but I don't know. I mean, if you like tower defense games, this definitely seems to be in that vein. So worth checking out for sure. I'd say that much. Do you yep, have any? All right. <laughs> nope, good with the next one. So Which what looks else? pretty awesome. We get to see mm-hmm. uh, the the. The design your own Game Boy thing is done, and we get some pretty amazing entries. And the first three, the three prizes go to someone who decided their Game Boy is one look. The first one is like a space pinball thing, which is cool. I <laughs> kind of like the uh, the second one where someone decided their Game Boy needed handles. Yeah, that's cool. It looks like a rocket ship, but then like the. Like the, the, the fin, side, side fins are like handle grips that come off the Game Boy. So all three of these on this page, Nintendo actually made and send to um, to the people that submitted it. I think that was the the first prize deal was they actually were gonna you know like do the mock up and send them. So these people all, from my understanding of the contest rules at least, they were all gonna get, all three of these on page eighty um, end up being made and sent out to the respective people. So. Good for you guys. And the other one is, um, it looks like a jungle landscape here. Yep, so. it's uh, very decorative and pretty. Mm-hmm. And then there were other uh, ones, like an all-American Game Boy. <laughs> Make Game Boy great again. And, uh, oh man, the one of these is really cool. Uh, has a coiled cobra. So we get to see like different aspects of the game of the Game Boy being colored within the coils of the snake, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome because anyone can just draw like a side view of a snake. This was <laughs> like a three D, four D thing, and then there was an awesome one with a Canadian flag on it. So I got to give props. You say awesome, and I say terrible. But all right, <laughs> dude, that uh, leaf is awesome. They did a pretty good job. Uh, and there's an American flag one. There's some sort of like mystical Dungeons and Dragons looking uh, thing. None of these were. Th- these are just extra designs. And then None there's one that looks like almost Zelda like. Yeah. If, like, if, Ze- if Zelda was in like a techno future. Mm-hmm. And then um, the second page, page 81, has runners up who they received the mock ups 
that Nintendo did from volume 27. So um, they didn't have their designs made, but um, Nintendo did send them like a Game Boy that was like a special artistic version. Uh, we have Laferna Walsh from Aspen, uh, Mississippi, or Michigan. I think MI is Michigan. Um, she had a really cool take on it. It was a Game Girl instead of a Game Boy, so it was sort of looks like a flower garden with the sun on the D-pad. Um, Betsy Grun uh, Gruninger uh, from Wisconsin sent in a jung another jungle theme with sort of like a lemur for the buttons, and then uh, Chris Ellsby Ellsbury from uh, Massachusetts sent in like sort of a Nintendo themed, uh, very technical, clean. Uh, mock-up of what the Game Boy can look look like. So, and then there's it, a, and then they intersperse the page with a bunch of other designs that like were you know, like some of them were but... pretty friggin' awesome. Like the playing card one. Yeah, that should have cool. been like a grand prize. That that would have been like a grand prize or a runner-up. Like that was, <laughs> that was so awesome. And then there's, there's one with Nestor on it. There's a there's like a map, a world map one. There's a, yeah there's a Nestor. There's it, sort of like an F-Zero one... looking race thing. And there's like a giant Mario one. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so cool. And then there's one that looks like a Ghostbusters trap. <laughs> yeah, so everyone did a pretty good job here. I'm sure I, these all look like they were done by probably, you know, middle school, high school age kids. The, the you know, the artistic work here is pretty good. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting here. So, and then uh, anything else you want to say about them, Mike? No, okay, we, described, we, no. Described, we described them all. It's pretty good. I like uh, their. Did we talk about the Mario, the Game Boy one that looks like a bunch of uh, rocks? No. Well, there's one that looks like a bunch of rocks. Good coverage. All right. So <laughs> the players poll. Uh, it's a Star Wars month. Is the is the prize? So uh, let's uh, third prize as always is uh, fifty shirts are going to jerseys is what they're calling them though they're clearly shirts. And Irving's. none of them are, no more Howard scented shirts. <laughs> oh. Um, and then uh, second prize will be um, you get to get a mask, a Star Wars mask, either hero or villain, which doesn't make sense because they only, they only show a Stormtrooper and Darth Vader, but apparently you get some sort of Star Wars mask. <laughs> Maybe and, it was the, maybe it was the stormtrooper that rolled his tie fighter into Darth Vader off the Death Star. <laughs> He's a hero, and, and you get uh, a Star Wars game pack for this for the Nintendo. And then the grand prize is uh, they call it the Star Wars Extravaganza. It is a trip to Star Wars headquarters, which I'm assuming is uh, LucasArts Ranch. Um, See how video games are made and played, and are sorry. See how video games are made and play games under development with LucasArts. So I'm 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 pretty sure that Howard be involved with this because Howard was working for LucasArts at this time. So they probably uh, called up their their good friend here. Um, see a special screening of Star Wars. So see a movie that's been out for a decade and a half. Yay! Um, and tour uh, Industrial Light and Magic to see how the effects were done as well as the archives of, of Industrial Light and Magic or LucasArts or something like that. I don't hey, know. I have to say that this sounds cool because it would probably be one of the last few times you get to see the unaltered, non-special edition <laughs> of Star Wars. So uh, th this is a pretty neat... Uh, this is a pretty good... This is like your last chance to see pure Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, this is before you went in and CGI'd the fuck out of it. Um, 
We need to There's... put E.T. in as, as the new main villain or something. Well, no, E.T. Okay, E.T. was in the Galactic Senate in, like, Phantom Menace or whatever, but, you know. <laughs> um, there is, like, that push. Like, there's some um, people that went and are doing, like, edits of, uh, you know, like, get de- as much of the, the de- original. Yeah. Yeah, the what despecialized edition. That's what I was, yeah. That's, the despecialized to... trilogy. If you look that up, you get to see Blu-ray quality original trilogy. And that's pretty. That's pretty darn good. That's that's what I've been showing to my nephews. <laughs> Though I will advocate the machete order, which is you watch it in. Oh, what is the machete order? Machete Star Wars. Order. It's uh, the first two, the uh, episodes four or five. Then I guess uh, you skip three, one. You yeah, skip, skip one. one. You watch then, four or five, and then when Vader reveals who he is in the Empire. Then you watch the prequel to find out how Anakin, the Jedi protege, became Darth Vader. Yeah, and then so you it's watch the sixth. Four, the five, two, story. three, six is the order that is advocated for. Um, and if I do end up having kids, I might, I might do that <laughs> because that first <laughs> is just all kinds of terrible. So social experiment. <sighs> I might have kids just to do that. All right. Um, so on to the now playing. We have Tailspin. So this Ooh, is the also yeah. ran, <laughs> which is bullshit because there's a Tailspin like poster a few issues back. I, I don't know what's going on with. I mean, because this is effect. It serves as a review. It's just like they don't put all that much coverage in. So you get like half a page on a game that they've been touting forever. So I don't know. Maybe maybe. But it says right here, this looks at NES and Super NES games that didn't great feature coverage, but still deserve a second glance. Right. So I guess Capcom didn't send enough money to Nintendo this month, so they decided not to um, well, uh, feature well, they, it. They had to tell us about better games than this. Oh, yes, because Adam's had. Family is better than Tailspin. You know, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry, you know Capcom. We got some LJN games to represent here. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so we have Tailspin, um, definitely, you know, it's Capcom, it's a platformer, it's good, like, you know, it's worth, especially if you like the series, uh, go play it, it's a fun game. Um, I don't really remember it that well, I remember the TV show very well, but, um, I don't think I played this game, but, you know, it's definitely in that Capcom platformer vein, it's, it's worth your time, so. Yep. Eventually, you will find, you will hear about, uh, our idea of it on the taste test. Maybe. So, we'll see. Well, if All we right. have John as a special guest. <laughs> a very special, like Master Higgins. All right. <laughs> and then we have a Golf Grand Slam game. Looks remarkably similar to the Nintendo Golf game, so whatever. Uh, we got Kung Fu 2. <laughs> Kung Fu 2! Um, looks like a pretty generic brawler. Well, it looks, it looks like you take on a Twisted Sister in one of these screenshots. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you're by a subway taking on D. Snyder, <laughs> who who apparently isn't going to take it anymore. <laughs> and then there's a Home Alone game. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> yeah, they put some screen grabs in, like sort of rendered rendered part of the movie, um, as part of the game. So I, Home Alone, it came out, or I think it released around this time. 
So they might have actually for, done it right. Are these Super Nintendo? Yeah, it's for the Super Nintendo. Because these graphics look a little too good for yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, I was going to say, this, these are good, good graphics. So this is just also ran. So, oh, this is a year after the movie came out. So they're catching the next Christmas hmm. uh, series. Um, I don't know. It looks like he's, in the first screenshot, it looks like he's digging a hatchet into the skull of Joe Pesci. Well, okay, so apparently there was a Super NES and Game Boy version as well as an S version. So whichever system you have, they got a game to cover you. <laughs> yeah, we get to see screenshots from each game. The Super <laughs> NES, the Game Boy, and the NES. Uh, and then... Three, ga- three games, one answer. <laughs> well, it's THQ. Um, so uh, there's also Paperboy 2. I played a shit ton of Paperboy 2. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed that it gets kind of snuck in here because it's definitely... A fun. I mean, it takes the you know the original Paperboy uh, formula, and um, you know updates it. It's it's a fun game. It's definitely in that. You know, if I was putting together a list of about you know twenty five or so Super Nintendo games that you should play, I I would definitely say it should be on there. So <laughs> um, give um, it a shot. It's worth it. Yeah, looking at these uh, NES releases, the reviews. ActRaiser, 4.5, 3.2, 4.1, 4.0, game type, epic adventure. Home Alone, 2.8, 3.2, 2.7, 3.1, comic action. <laughs> and then we get to see Populous, which seemed to vary wildly from a 3.7 for graphics, but a 3 for play, and then a uh, 3.9 for challenge, and a 4 for theme. So it looks like a pretty decent game. And that... So- the Wailea Country Club game that I was talking about um, last month actually got pretty good ratings, high threes. So it's yep. a decent golf game. There's also the very strange Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball game, which apparently mixed in like blood sport when basketball into like one game. Uh, and I don't know very like, much about this game. It's super weird. Like, it didn't get rated all that well. And but... they got Detroit Piston Bill Lambeer to actually sign his name on it. Yeah. Now you can now you can kill basketball players just like Bill Lambeer. Well, the Pistons were known for being uh, pretty nasty and aggressive at that time, so you know, they're you know they <laughs> they just took that and ran with it. They referred to as the bad boys. That was you know Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman before he was on the Bulls. Um, oh, yeah. there's a game here that wasn't even mentioned: Treasure Master. And that got a two point eight for game for graphics, two point three for playability. 2.7 for a control and a 2.6 for theme. Oh, why is it even here? Treasure hunting action. Uh, it got it got barely beat, but it did get beat by Kung Fu 2, which had 3.1, 3.3, 2.9, and 2.7. <laughs> Ugh. I think we'll just stick with Batman and Return of the Joker. Oh my gosh, even Barbie got... Um, there's a Barbie game. 2.7, <laughs> 2.8, 2.9, 2.9. I'm not against girl games, but, you know, you got Samus, who kicks ass as a girl, and then you got Barbie, who does fuck Okay, up. I mean, alright, but I'm fine with there being games, you know, made for younger girls to enjoy, too, so. I, I reckon. It's probably pandering and probably terrible, though, so, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you can still make good role models, like, uh, well, like Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, that's a great you, you can, you, you can teach yeah. girls. All you have to do is wear your hair, and you'll be and you'll be super popular. 
All right. Okay. So we have the Nest Achievers. We never really do too much with that, but um, well, we did. We did skip over someone who will. Uh, well, someone will become a guest. Hopefully, on the we'll show talk. Soon. We'll talk about that at that secret time, so. special guest coming, <laughs> involving the game Narc. So and someone who was in it. <laughs> someone who made this list will be a guest soon. So we're gonna have a Ness Achiever on the show, which is All right. pretty cool. And then we have the top 30. Let's see. Super Mario Brothers 3 is still the top game. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja 2 uh, arcade game is number two. Final Fantasy uh, gets up to number three here, so it's still doing pretty well. Battletoads is number four, and Crystallis is number five. The only new game is uh, the Manhattan Project uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 game. So that's going to rocket up the board, I'm assuming, as time goes. So... Because it wasn't yeah, reviewed, Le- I don't think. Yeah, Legend of Zelda fell all the way to 11. Yeah. I mean, that's been out for a, like a long while at this point, though. So Okay, so we'll we'll see what the dealers are pushing. Super Mario Bros. 3, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Yep, as Ninja, always. Ninja Turtles 2 and Tecmo Bowl and the Little Mermaid over Super Mario Bros. 2, Monopoly, bases loaded Dr. Mario. Yeah, I don't even know why they have dealers in here. It shouldn't they shouldn't be influencing the ratings, but they are, so whatever. Here um, they are. Here they are looking as sleazy as they are. So, uh on to the celebrity profile? Sure. Oh, it's, wow. It's someone we've actually heard of. <laughs> yeah, Maya Bialik. Mhm. Or Maya Bialik? My Maya uh Bialik. Not I think it is actually Bialik. Um, they spelled it wrong then. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, Blossom and uh, you know current TV series she's on uh, the what the nerd show. What is it? Um, oh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. So still still looking cute. Yeah, R- she's nerdy geek girl look. She's an interesting person. She actually um, studied neuroscience. Um, like she she uh, got her like master's degree in psychology, I, I believe it was. So like, she she actually um, like has a brain on her on her head, so to speak. So um, yep, she 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 gave up be, like she just basically became super famous just to afford college. So she, I guess no. so she well, her university, parents, so she wouldn't have to deal with student loans. Her family was into the acting stuff and like she enjoyed it. Um, and the, you know, she got onto the show through casting and everything like that. And, um, yeah, she's in a, go, go listen even, to the, she's on the nerd. She's on, she has a nerdist episode. It's really pretty interesting. Yeah, and she with talks, her and Chuck Lorre. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so. he's pretty interesting too, because he's the voice behind the teenage mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. The same guy that gave us the friggin' two and a half men ugh, gave us that. So, you know, he's been around. Interesting. Like, listen to the story about like how like, he got screwed by them regarding yeah. the royalties to the songs. That's a story. I won't spoil it, but... Go check least, it out. It's worth checking. Now, and it says then, here in this article that mm-hmm. uh, as, as a spunky 15-year-old who was really cute in that big insert right there... says Stop she's curving a, on the fucking 15-year-olds. Hey, I would have been 11 at this time, okay? Yeah, I grew but up it, with an age-appropriate crush on her. It's a little weird now, so, all right. Well, this is all about nostalgia. I don't know about the fish on her hat, though. That's kind of weird. 
It's like she like stapled two sardines to her forehead. <laughs> All right. Well, it says here she's an accomplished actress and musician whose pastimes include singing, dancing, playing the piano and trumpet, making jewelry, saving the environment, hanging out with friends, playing Nintendo games, and keeping tabs on Crystal, her adopted whale. <laughs> oh. Because of course she has a fucking whale. Maybe she didn't. She didn't. Uh, you know, <laughs> pay too much attention and became derpy in later years. <laughs> Or that could be Derpy's dad. Good job, so, by the way, saving the environment. I guess he dropped the ball on that one, Mayim. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if you didn't focus so much on your friend hanging out with friends and playing trumpet, maybe you could have done something about the whales. <laughs> All right. Oh so then it talks a little bit about um, she really she really likes Tetris, and um, that's she's talking about also meeting Elf. Yeah, in the gates Elf. of heaven. <laughs> So I guess that was an episode we didn't see. Maybe I should watch this show. <laughs> well, apparently that was in a dream sequence. Again, um, you get to meet Alf in a dream sequence. That <laughs> Maybe this show was worth watching. And she says that everyone on set uses Game Boys to pass time. And actually, that does sound true because like there's a lot of downtime with recording for different... Yeah. But portable, because yep. it's not like you can be in your trailer. So you can be spending time, half an hour waiting at the craft service table, waiting for your... And waiting for your scene to come up. So Joey Lawrence is really into Nintendo as well, according to her. Um, she says working on the show doesn't feel like work at all. Uh, she's wanted to be an actress for as long as she can remember. Um, she was in the feature film at Beaches at 12. And um, I don't know. She kind of... Yeah, she was CC Bloom. So if you watch Beaches... And you wonder, why does CC look familiar? There you go. If I have nothing to do or too much to do, I play Nintendo games. That doesn't seem like something that she would say, but, you know, her publicist at least wrote it for this article. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. That's the celebrity profile. So she makes it in here at the end of 91. So as, yep. as, as Soviet Russia falls, uh, Blossom Blo rises. <laughs> As the as the last as the winter falls on the Iron Curtain, then the blossom will bloom. <laughs> All right, uh, pack watch. So stuff that's coming down the pipe. This is even shorter than the previews. Obviously, uh, we've got Bart versus the world. I enjoyed this game a lot. Yeah, it's a pretty fun game. I like yeah, more of the, the Super Nintendo game. The fact personally. that you go, the fact that you go around annihilating Mr. Burns's family. It's like, you think that he'd be sending the police after you since you're murdering his relatives. But, uh -huh. nope. And then uh, Rampart. Which, uh... That's a true tower defense game from what I remember. Yeah, it's a castle is being attacked by Armada from the Sea. Position your cannons. So this is like, even f the populist concept taken even further. Though it looks terrible. I, I think this ended up being a Super Nintendo game? Not sure, but... Um, oh no, it's, these are the Nintendo uh, prep here because there's a Super Nintendo development thing coming up. Um, Mega Man 4 is also coming down the pipe. That's one of the last games that comes out for super, for the regular Nintendo, right? Uh, wasn't there a 6 Mega Man? Right, but I and think And then the Super Nintendo... Well, the Mega Man didn't come out on the Super Nintendo, did it? It was just X. God, I don't know the whole... So there's there's three more Mega Man games coming out for Nintendo? Really? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Okay. And um, 
monster in my pocket is coming down the way. That was like a movie, if I remember right. Uh, monster in my pocket. Uh, these were just like tiny uh, figures. You, you know, there was marketing mean? associated with this. I remember there was like a show or something. Wow, Pokemon? No, shut up. God damn it. That's a different pocket monster. Because, of course, there's different kinds of pocket monsters. But uh, it looks like Dracula jumping over what appears to be a, a straw, like a giant straw. You always know that it gets Yeah, there were trouble. like toys. There were a bunch of trading cards and comic books. I, rem- I remember this. You always know a game's in trouble when it has its name at all times at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> so yeah, there was there were trading cards, comic books, video game. There was an animated special, and uh, it looks like it didn't really. I I do remember the marketing and stuff for this game. They, there was a lot of um, like figurines and stuff and all that you could buy. I don't remember really having all that that many of them, but. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. I read up on Rampart, and it says that it influenced the first tower defense games around a decade later. So the similarities include defending a territory by erecting defensive structures and making repairs between rounds of attacks. But it doesn't say what games it I did would even I would even argue that it really is the precursor to all those games. Like, it's well, in that vein, so... The genre is like strategy puzzle, and it says it combines shoot 'em up and puzzle genres. And it was originally for, uh, well, it's, yeah, originally an arcade game, but then it had various ports, like the Super Nintendo, Sega Master, Mega Drive, Atari Lynx, PC, Macintosh, Commodore 64, Amiga, and Atari ST, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, and the NES. So it got, it got around, and it even had uh, later releases. Like the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, PlayStation Portable, for the Midway Arcade Origins compilations. Hmm. And then, so Mega Man 7 was the only Super Nintendo Mega Man game, by the way. Ah, okay. And then we got the Super Nintendo Development Dispatch, where we look at Super Off-Road, which looks like a graphically increased off-road. It's really and, good. I played a lot of that game, actually. It's a fun one. Yeah, and then we're looking at Smash TV. Mm-hmm, which is the game you up. played. <laughs> and it looks... And it, it, hey, it looked better than the original. <laughs> and this one has an actual ending. <laughs> Alright. Um, and then we have um, the Super Nintendo Super System, System Arcade Machine is coming. Looks like it's uh, effectively a way to play Super Nintendo games in the arcade, because if you look at it it has uh, basically two Nintendo controllers in the front there. Um, and then uh, Super Battle Tank is coming. I played a shit ton of that game. It, was, uh, <laughs> it says here, in digital form, the photo... Wait, there's photos? Yeah. Is leading the way... Yeah. A game due in 1992 is leading the way towards virtual reality with digitized graphics. Mm-hmm. Super Battle Tank from Absolute Features graphics that are reproductions from actual photos that have been broken down into digital bits. In digital form, the photos can be reprogrammed into the game. So the game itself is based on the Persian Gulf conflicts and looks so real you'll wonder if it's Super NES or CNN. And it did look pretty real. I mean, it was clearly a game, don't get me wrong. But um, this game was pretty tricky. It was, you know, I was young, but I was into Tom Clancy and all those, you know, military books and things like that and, and, and the war coverage and all that. So 
Um, not that I was pro war, just I was interested in it. And um, yeah, you yeah. don't have to be. You don't have to be like pro gun violence just to, <laughs> you know, take an interest in like gun like gun construction and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So anyway, the game is. It's not a very good game, but it is like graphically very impressive in how much it pushed early in the Super Nintendo's lifespan. So, and then uh, what else we have? Well, speaking of impressive, coming in January, we get bigger, better blockbusters. For the NES, we got Mega Man Five. What would it be for at this point? NES. Anyway, he returns in a huge four megabit adventure to fight a new villain, Doctor C. I remember that. And then we preview Castlevania 4 in September. Now go back to the beginning with the Belmonts in a complete review. Mm-hmm. And then we finally get to see the del- we get to see a yummy screenshot of Link to the Past. Yeah. What They're teasing us the best. And uh, uh, there's can't, a... can't can't wait to have that guest on the show because we got a special guest with a special connection with Zelda. Mhm. And we'll be revealing more about that at the as it gets closer, as we get closer to that issue. Yep, but it's coming down the pipeway, pipeline, one of the best games of all time, obviously, so... Uh, yeah. And then Pizza Time! Game Boy! <laughs> Ninja Turtles! And we've got the, uh, it's got the same artwork that we see at the beginning of every episode of Ninja Turtles, where they show the, ep- the title of the episode, mm-hmm. and it always shows like a Ninja Turtle at the bottom eating pizza, yep. and we get to see that as a screenshot. Yeah. The turtles reappear on the streets in their most exciting adventure yet. Mm-hmm. And then the issue closes with a uh, with a triple play. We get to see the Nintendo Action Set, the Super Nintendo Pack, and the Game Boy, mm-hmm. looking very Tron-like on the cover. <laughs> I remember that box actually. So yeah, but that's that that, that does wrap it up. This is uh, the end of '91. Uh, the end of your work week, I'm assuming, everyone that's listening, <laughs> or unless you work weekends, and then sorry for you. <laughs> Everybody's uh, working on the weekend. Again, everyone, thank you for joining us. We really, uh, really uh, do enjoy uh, making this and spending our time with you. So thank you very much. <laughs> we hope that it was worth the wait from the beginning of the week. And we'll be seeing you next week with more awesome nintendo power goodness and hopefully um more ben to guide the podcast instead of us our usual like (laughs) ramblings when it's just (laughs) me and mike so uh again i know we we just talked about it but um if you can please rate us uh, or uh, on itunes uh, and reach out to us on facebook we really do appreciate it uh we want to make this better for everyone and make it easier for other people to find so your ratings and reviews help other people who are just typing into itunes where can i find an amazing nintendo podcast like maybe even people talking about nintendo power where yeah. would i even begin to look that and then I, they see I, us in new to, in new and noteworthy or they just look for video game podcasts and there we are i need to hey. talk of i need a podcast that talks about you know boxes with you know mail uh, fluids in them like you know. I, I need to know which is the most fuckable mermaid com- combination <laughs> and where where can I find dinosaur themed pornography <laughs> it all comes from the playing with power podcast so and so rate review let other people find us so that they can share your disgust <laughs> all right um, uh, so yes and also um, patreon.com slash playing with power that helps us to provide 
uh, bandwidth that helps us. And if we, we raise even more money, we could get websites, we can get new shows, we can expand, we can build, we can just make something out of this and deliver our unique brand of comedy, perversion, and everything in between. I just like to get mediums. a pizza delivered to my house. I don't know about delivering anything else, but <laughs> <laughs> if we can raise enough money, we can get John that pizza. That's up to you. We can, our wonderful we can make listeners. America steak again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All the listeners who aren't James Milholland, Jason Zuzio, or Peter Guzman. You can donate to the show. Or they those guys require... can donate more. It's all it's it's loud too. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, nothing stop nothing stopping them from opening up the tap a bit. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, I understand not everyone has money to give. Your time and your ratings are appreciated. But uh, if you want to see us uh, grow this, um, you know, it would help. So and uh, we don't want to. If you got a dollar to spare, it's a dollar. Okay, Patreon. don't. Don't. <laughs> All right. Be nice about it. We, we do appreciate it uh, when you can. Anyway, so uh, feel free to hit us up uh, on Facebook. It's really the easiest way to get in touch with us. Um, and um, anything else, Mike? Nope, that's it. So uh, I'm Mike. And I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing with power. <laughs> Entertainment System. Now!